0: Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host Joshua Peak. And good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Today is Saturday, October twelfth, two thousand and nineteen. And I'm your host, Josh Peak, again uh, here at the Cedars Lab Studio of my own creation. Ta da! Proof that you can do it yourself. You don't have to be good at it. You just have to be consistent. Well, you have to be good at it, too, because otherwise nobody's going to listen. So to those of you who hung around, thank you for doing that. That's really awesome. I got a lot of stuff that I've done here in the last couple of days, and taking the day off actually helped me squeeze it all in. Okay, so first off, I want to talk about going to see Burt Kreischer live in North Charleston. Uh, He was there Thursday night. I got to go with a friend of mine, Kyle Hardy. Uh, you guys have heard him on the podcast. Um, we got to hang out together, got to go out to eat some uh, tacos at a really cool place in Charleston called Taco Boy. Um, apparently, Taco Boy was the inspiration for them to create uh, King Hefe here in Florence. They, uh, I think him and Kyle and uh, Travis and Steve were out eating lunch and they were like, man, it'd be really cool if we could do something like this, you know, with a funky vibe and nice decor and some really excellent tacos. I mean, just not like run-of-the-mill tacos, but like go above and beyond with our, our combinations of flavors and stuff and, you know, pipe in some funky music and just make it a fun experience for people. I think people would dig that. And they were right. I mean, you guys have heard me talk endlessly about how much I enjoyed going to King Hefe, But it's one of those things where it's really hard to, uh, keep the ball rolling on stuff like that unless you're there on a regular basis and you're, you know, totally involved because it's your passion. It's your blood, sweat, and tears that's involved. And, you know, we talked a little bit about that on our trip, about they had an adventure into a burger business called Revival Burger, and it just it didn't quite make it here in Florence. I mean, then there's a lot of factors for that. Part of the reason, you know, was the location. Part of the reason was... You know, there's a lot of competition. I mean, price is an issue. It's uh, it's just hard to get a business going in a town um, that's having this, you know, this size and whatnot. If you guys are looking at the YouTube video right now, the sun is coming through the window at an obscene rate. Hang on, just a second. I know, I know. If you're listening to this, you're like, dude, are you seriously going to get up from the mic and go across the room to change the stupid window? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing that because I can't see. Because the sun is blinding me through that window when it doesn't normally do that. Oh, jeez! Oh, but hey, this is the part that, that I kind of enjoy about listening to Bert's podcast is because he does it in his house. And he goes and talks to people and, you know, does whatever and just leaves the thing running. Why not? There's no reason. There's no rhyme or reason or, or rules. You can do whatever you want. So anyway. We went, uh, had some tacos, went and saw Bert, had great seats. I sat in row E, which was perfect. I mean, you know, I had gone with my buddy Greg back in February to see Bert in Charlotte, and we sat on the first row. And when you're on the first row, man, you're right there at him. I mean, five, six feet from him. And it's sort of like, holy crap, there he is. But row E was perfect for me uh, because I was basically eye level with Bert, and a couple times like this guy behind me and me uh shouted out some things and and he added it to the show and it was funny i mean not that that was intentional or anything but it just happened to work out where it was hilarious but great seats um packed venue holy cow there was a ton of people in this place this place packed it out and that's great i mean i really hope that people get on board with bert in this area so that he continues to come back um we were able to get hotels at the Double Tree, which was walking distance from the venue and, uh, and had a great time. I mean, really had a great time. Um, got back on Friday and I had taken the day off of work. So, uh, I was able to kind of hang out here and get some stuff done around here, uh, in the garage and whatnot, uh, mowing the grass. And then I decided, you know what, let me watch something on TV, um, i got to watch this new stuff on Netflix that's coming out. If you guys have watched Breaking Bad, then you know that they just came out with a movie called El Camino, starring Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul was the the young kid in Breaking Bad in the beginning. He and Walter White, the main character, um, had a lot of very rough adventures together. Uh, cooking crystal meth, killing people, trying to survive. It was crazy. It's a crazy show. It's a crazy idea for a show. Again, I talked about it last time, how it was one of those shows that you are introduced to the bad guy as the good guy, and you sort of root for him in a way. And in you know, Breaking Bad was interesting because in the beginning he seemed like a guy who was just against all the odds and he thought that this was the only way to help his family uh because he felt like he was dying from cancer. And so he got into cooking crystal meth with this punk kid. And along the venture, I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad by now, it's on you. Uh, They're all on Netflix. Um, Along the way, he gets better. The cancer goes away, but he doesn't quit cooking crystal meth and, and sacking away money for his family. He just doubles down. And he gets more and more, more and more of a bad guy, more and more of a gangster. And... Along his journey, we're still sort of rooting for him because he's the main character, and we've grown to like this guy in all of his evil ways and his plots and whatnot. And we sort of see his rationale. It's like he's taking us along a journey where you go, okay, I can kind of see how you got there. Jeez, this is awful, but man, I can kind of see how you got there. Well, El Camino picks up the story as soon as the the, the regular show ended, this picks up the story with Aaron Paul's character and it shows you what he goes through to try and pick up the pieces afterwards. It was a good way. Vince Gillian is the the creator and writer and he did a great job of picking up the pieces afterwards and saying, okay, this is, this is Jesse Pinkman's story. This is what happens after, which is interesting. I mean, it was a, you know, sort of one of those things that when the series ended you're, you're left going, wait, what, but what happened? I mean, And so they've, you know, allowed the story to continue in a way that you get to see what this character can do to sort of get his life back. And they did a great job. Uh, Aaron Paul's a a heck of an actor, and uh, you do get to see some of the old cast pop up in uh, flashbacks in this episode. Um, So anyway, go check it out. That's pretty cool. I had talked about listening to uh, Sturgill Simpson on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was talking about his latest venture, Sound and Fury. Um, in it, he talked about the fact that they had gotten together with these Japanese animators to create like a Pink Floyd "The Wall" type movie that goes along with their music, and how it was like in un- it was unlike anything else they had done. It wasn't your typical. Um, country music like he'd done before this is a totally new genre this was this was more dance music and rock and and funk and electronica and a bunch of stuff kind of mixed together um and i thought you know hey i just watched el camino let's let's change up things a little bit turn the speakers on wife is gone i can turn the speakers on loud and uh get that little sound bar going with the sub bass and let's listen and watch some sound and fury. So I cranked that sucker on and that was cool. It was a cool look thing. I mean, it was, it went over pretty quickly. I think it was like 41 minutes, but it seemed like it went by twice as fast. I mean, there was so much going on on the screen. There was, it was crazy. There was, you know, samurai warriors and there was robots and there were, you know, apocalyptic type scenarios and, you know, dance, at one point there was dancing naked girls. It's all animated, but, um, it was just a crazy homage to a lot of different, um, styles of anime and old Kung Fu movies. And he talks about this on that podcast, but, um, the music itself was pretty funky, pretty cool. And I tell you what, man, it, I saved it in my file so I can watch it again. Cause I think I'm going to watch it again with the speakers again. Cause it was that cool. Um, so anyway, check that out. Um, <clears throat> so also today, we've been having trouble with our modem. I know this is kind of a weird segue, but our modem in our house um, has been lagging lately. And the way I can tell is over the last two weeks on a daily basis, our internet has just quit. And I've called the, the 1-800 number for Spectrum and call you know, there is no outage in your area. Please try to disconnect your device and connect it again. So I do that. I disconnect it and you know hook it back up, and and sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. And sometimes it it works for a while and then it cuts off again. And I thought, all right, this little box here is probably getting ready to bite the dust. And at some point here, I got to take this thing back to Time Warner and say or whatever time Spectrum, take it to them and say, hey, I need another one. This one's this one's not cutting it. So my wife was like, Hey, I'm heading out. You know, I was getting ready to cut the grass and she was like, I'm heading out. I can take that up there and get it swapped out. I got, I got a minute. And I was like, okay. So she took it up there and came back home and she handed me the box and and the new box. And she goes, um, you need to go talk to the guy up there. Uh, he was asking me questions about the router and wanting to know if you wanted to upgrade to a better system because the prices right now are coming down. And I was like, really? I was like, all right. I said, uh, you know, I'll, I'll head up there right now. So, before I got busy with that, I jetted up there, talked to the guy. Um, I had already you know, cut the grass or whatever, but uh, I went up there and talked to the guy. And sure enough, they have a faster internet now that's available that's twice as fast as what I was using before for only $20 more a month. And I was like, you know, I'm using this for YouTube. I got to upload videos for the podcast. It'd be worthwhile to have something faster. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it. So... I went ahead and uh, talked to the guys, like you know, hey, I'd really like this, you know, it'd be nice. It would really be nice if you guys would get fiber here, because I mean, I hear fiber optics is really fast. And he goes, well, you know, we have this one gigabyte plan that's even faster. And I was like, okay, so what's the upload speed on on that? And he goes, I gotta look. And he's clicking buttons and whatnot. And he goes, and, I, and he goes, I, can't, it's not on this part. He goes, I gotta, I gotta do some research to figure that part out. And I was like, okay. I said, but it's a gigabyte download speed, right? And he goes, yeah. I said, okay, so what I'm looking at or what I previously had was 100 megabytes download speed. The new plan I'm getting is 200 megabyte speed. I said, but you're telling me that this is a gigabyte download speed? That's, you know, five times faster than the new one I'm getting? I was like, you know, that might be worthwhile to look into. And he says, well, there's one thing to consider in this. He said, because it's so new and because it's so it's so information heavy. Uh, it requires a separate line to be done. That's completely separate from your neighbors. Like we got to have a technician come out, make sure the box is not interfering with anything that they have because it's a dedicated line. And I was like, okay, I said, so you're telling me that that's going to require a technician and money and time. And you know, one of those things of we'll be at your house between 8am and 5pm, you know, kind of deals. And I was like, you know what? Let's not do that right now. Let's just go with the, Let's just go with the new plan and, you know, we'll, I'm sure the price on the other will come down and at some point I'll pull the trigger and, and change to that. And he was like, okay. So he's looking on the computer and he's like, you know, there's a special deal right now going on. And, you know, I really like talking to you and your wife, man. Y'all are both, you know, so pleasant to me. And and i tell you what, I'll just give you the deal for this for now. And you'll get this at your same price you were paying before for the year. And then after a year, it'll go up 20 bucks. And I was like, all right, cool, man. Thanks. So I got that, brought it home, hooked it up, right away I could see on my little speed test, uh, if you go on your phone and go to Google and type speed test in and run a trial, it'll show you what your internet speeds are for your area. So right away it was showing increased um, speeds for the download and the upload. Uh, the upload is up to 20, it was 10, and the download you know, was hovering just below 100, now it's hovering about 150. So, and listen, some of that is because of, uh, the actual physical things that it goes through. Like I heard it described in a, in a consumer reports book. It said, if you have fiber optics in your area and you sign up for fiber optics, you may not actually get fiber optic speed at your house. Because what happens is picture fiber optics as a super highway with eight lanes. And when it goes through the coaxial cable of of the what actually runs from your road to your house, it's basically having to squeeze down into a conduit that's the size of a path that you walk through in the woods. So it's a lot of information that has to somehow make it to your house through this rickety old path. In order for it to be true fiber optics, you've got to have fiber optics run all the way to your house. Well, Nobody's actually doing that. Like if you were to do that, you'd have to pay somebody a a separate fee to have it run from wherever it goes on the main road down your road to your house. So not a lot of people are going to sign up for that right away. Um, You're lucky if you live in an area that has this already. So anyway, I signed up for the, for the second one, got the discount. Thank you to the guy at Spectrum with your cool dreadlocks. Uh, You were very helpful. Thank you. Um, so came home, um had some time to kill, and I thought, you know, let me finish up this other series I was watching, So I was watching uh Big Mouth on Netflix, which is an animated show. It's about young boys in middle school um going through changes, and so they have these imaginary hormone monsters that walk around with them, and it's it's vile and it's it's everything that you don't really want your kids to see or talk about, but it's something that if, if you're an adult, you look at and you go, oh yeah, I relate to all of that. Um, Nick Kroll, John Mulaney, there's a bunch of comedians, bunch of actors in this. Uh, matter of fact, if I go on my Google, I can look up. Cast of Big Mouth. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Jason Manzukas. Um, Jesse Klein, Jenny Slate, Maya Rudolph, Jordan Peele, Fred Armisen, Gina Rodriguez, Kristen Bell, uh, David Thulis, I don't even know how to pronounce that, Uh, John Daly, not the golfer but the actor, Rosa Sol- Solitzer, I'm not going to hurt myself with the rest of these, anyway, Big cast, lots of people, lots of, as soon as you hear people's voices, you're like, Ooh, I know them. Um, Ali Wong was just added. Um, anyway, it's pretty cool. I opened up my internet this morning and Robert Forrester passed away. He was a, uh, actor who was actually in El Camino. Um, he's been in a ton of stuff. As soon as you see him, you'll be like, Oh yeah, I've seen him in all kinds of things. Um, he's 78. He had brain cancer and apparently just passed away today. Uh so sad to hear that. Um <clears throat> so last night after we uh had some delicious pizza from Pizza Mio, uh my wife got off work and was going to go to the gym and she changed her mind and anyway, she she contacted me and she's like, "Hey, you want me to bring something home?" and I was like, "Yeah." So I called in an order to Pizza Mio and she brought it home and we we pigged out. It was delicious. It's good 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 pizza. Um Got to have some good pizza. Sat down and I was like, yeah, I kind of want to watch some comedy. Like, I'm I'm in the mood now that i I just had seen Bert the night before. And um uh, we have bought tickets to go see Jeff Dunham uh in I want to say March of next year with some friends. And he just put out a new special. So it's called Beside Himself. It just got released on Netflix. We watched it. It's pretty good. Um a lot of the stuff is stuff I've heard before. He just, you know, spun it a different way. But listen, the dude is talented. He's one of the top selling comedians in the world. He's definitely the top selling ventriloquist. Um, this special that he recorded is in a huge I don't know, it looked like a civic center. It, it looked like it was maybe ten thousand people in that place. Um it's funny, he still got it, man. He's, he's he had some stuff that was new and it was funny and you get introduced to a new character, it was hilarious. Um uh, so anyway, that was pretty good. And then after that, I, I wasn't quite ready to go to bed and I didn't want to watch anything depressing. Um uh, I do have some stuff lined up to watch that I wasn't really sure I wanted to get into. Um so I turned on YouTube and looked up Brian Callen. I had heard that Brian had he had recorded a special not long ago and he said on a podcast recently that he was going to upload the whole thing to YouTube and I thought I wonder if it's there. So I went on YouTube and looked it up and it's not his latest special but the one before that. Uh it's called Never Grow Up and uh he's in a small venue looks like you know maybe a couple hundred people in the room uh at the Improv in Irvine and <clears throat> he's a he he does a lot of physical comedy. He uh it was it was funny. Um the best part to me was the ending where he talks about uh He talks about dressing up really nice and having a stylist, you know, dress him so that he could go to a a Hollywood party and hang out with people that are, you know, beautiful and perfect. And, you know, he said, I'm there with my daughter my daughter's wanting to play. And normally I play with her at the house and I'm like, honey, I can't right now. I'm trying to impress all the pretty people here, you know? And he's like, and she kept saying she wanted to play donkey. And he says, donkey's this thing that we play where I get on all fours and she rides me and and says, come on, donkey, ride. You know, and he says, I make hee-haw noises, and, and it's fun. It's something we do. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. And then he said, then I thought about it, and I thought, you know, there's going to be a time where my daughter is trying to form her relationships upon what it was like with her dad. And is she going to want some guy who pushes her away all the time, or she's going to want some guy that, that is going to be involved and play with her? And he said, so I got on all fours in my nice suit, and we played donkey. And and." You know, before I knew it, she had a crowd of friends that were around, and they all wanted to play Donkey. And I played on Donkey for two and a half hours in my suit, and I have nerve damage in my knees from it. He said, And But I realized this is how I make the world a better place, not by, you know, rubbing shoulders with people who I think are famous and a big deal, but by playing Donkey with my daughter. And that's, you know, there's a lot to that. There's times in your life where you take yourself way too seriously and you need to step back and say, what can I do? What can I do to make this, make this world a better place? And sometimes play is the answer. I heard Leanne Kreischer one time talk about how you never really learn to play as an adult. At a certain point, you grow up and you forget. One of my favorite quotes ever is, what if you could remember the last time you went out with your friends to play? Something to think about. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, I am planning to go visit my brother today. Uh, my brother and his wife are uh, moving to a new house. And I have, as you guys know, have gotten into woodworking a bunch. And <clears throat> um, some years back, I can't exactly remember how far back, I had a bandsaw that belonged to my granddaddy Peak that I sort of gave to my brother to use, and I reached out to him, and I said, hey, I know you guys are moving, you know, the place they're moving into, I think is, uh, I think they're downsizing into something a little smaller, and, you know, I asked him, I said, are you guys using this, and, uh, you know, if not, I'd, I'd really like to to use it for a while, and he's like, yeah, sure, absolutely, come on up, so um, they're planning on moving soon, so I wanted to come up this weekend and visit with him, and the family, and, and, you know, bring the saw back, and, and use it here, um, I'm definitely gonna have a need for it, uh, the more I mess around with all this wood, the more I go, you know, this, this would have been really handy if I had that thing around, so anyway, I'm gonna take a trip up to Greer today to visit him, and bring that home, uh, normally I try to make a trip where I go visit my dad too, and I don't know if I can do that, I don't know if I have time, um, but anyway, um, If you guys follow dad, you know that he's had to have surgery on his knee and, uh, had uh, orthoscopic surgery. Um, I told him he needed to get one of those bionic ones so that when he runs, he can jump really high and it makes that noise like the $6 million man, you know, I don't know if he talked him into that or not. Uh, probably not. That's, that's probably an extra expense, not covered under your HMO. But anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to do a podcast, uh, tomorrow as a matter of fact, I'm supposed to have, uh, another guy over here and, uh, I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just going to let it breathe and happen. And then you guys can listen. Okay. So there's something to look forward to. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for your support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for suggestions. Thank you to Jeff Veeley, by the way. Um, I reached out to him yesterday and was asking him router questions and, uh, he's my IT expert buddy. Um, he, uh, he's probably the smartest person I know when it comes to computers. And it just so happens that I made friends with him when he was young and I've stayed in contact and And um, he's an excellent fella who uh, is always helpful, always has information, always willing to help. And I'm really close to, I was really close friends with his dad. We worked together. uh, But after that, um, Jeff kind of became part of the family for a while. And, you know, Jeff, if you're listening, I love you, brother. Thank you for your help. And I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I got to come up to Raleigh and visit you soon. I want to see the house. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. Again, thanks everybody for listening and uh, take care. Cue the cow.